The Lowdown. Audio downloads for people who are long on ambition but short on time. The Lowdown. Business Etiquette Russia. Written by Slava Kadamidze and Charles McCall, and presented by Trevor White and Lorelai King. Privet i dobro pozdravat. That's Russian for hello and welcome. Sir Winston Churchill famously said, "Russia is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma." So maybe this talk should be subtitled "Decoding the Enigma: How to Do Business with Russians," because I'm hoping to demystify a few things and give you the tools you'll need to make the most of your business trip to Russia. First, we'll talk about what you should know and do before you even leave home. Then we'll touch on the history of Russia and how it informs Russian attitudes to the West and Western business people today. I'll help you to understand something about the way Russian businesses are structured. I'll tell you a little about what to expect in business and social situations, and give you some tips about how to behave and how not to behave. Then we'll get more practical as I take you through the etiquette you might need and situations you might encounter in a typical business meeting or negotiation, and we'll touch on the etiquette of business socializing. We'll recap with a list of do's and don'ts, and finally round it off with a few Russian phrases that might come in handy. Let's get started. First and foremost, let's discuss finding a common language with your Russian partners. Good idea. Will it be English or Russian? English, with or without interpreters. If your talks are in Moscow or St. Petersburg, you'll find that many Russians speak very fluent English, as some of them are graduates of prestigious Western colleges and universities. Oh, that's a relief. My Russian isn't that great. Does this education mean Russian business people have a more Westernized approach to business? Not necessarily. Most of them, after coming back to their country, get accustomed to the traditional ways of doing business in Russia. Such as? We'll come to that. But let's go step by step. Oh, let me say something about gender at this point. Most executives in Russia are men, although of course you'll encounter women too. Simply for ease, I'll mostly be using he and him throughout this talk. Oh, I won't hold that against you. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, arranging the first meeting with a potential Russian partner. Where should that be? In Russia or in my country? You can invite your potential partner to your country, but I can almost guarantee you it will simply be a courtesy visit on his part. Let's say your company is based in Florida. You might get a visit from two or three people from the Russian company, probably not executives, but rather major shareholders or owners, and possibly their wives and friends too. Your partner may come with some papers, but may forget other important documents you need to start the negotiations. Then your guests might ask you to arrange a trip to local places of interest—a boat trip, for example. As a result, the visit might devolve into a pleasure trip for your Russian counterparts, while nothing serious will be discussed in depth and no commitments will be made. But it might give me the chance to study my future partners and to find out their needs and aspirations. Needs and aspirations have a tendency to change over time. Time is as important as money, and you can't waste it on pleasure trips at the beginning. There's nothing wrong with things like pleasure trips, but they should be organized as a reward and not as a prerequisite, especially when there's only a 50-50 chance of doing business with your Russian partners. Look, all I'm saying is be as sure as possible of the deal and your partner before splashing out on expensive diversions. Okay, in that case, maybe I'll go to Russia. How should I make arrangements? Do it yourself. Timing should be agreed with the Russian side, of course, but use a trusted travel company, preferably well informed about present-day Russia, and let them take care of your tickets, hotels, cars, interpreters, and bodyguards if needed. Whoa, that's a big list. Let's take it bit by bit, starting with hotels. Any problems? Yes and no. There's a shortage of moderately priced hotels and an abundance of exorbitantly expensive ones. 
Never stay at a ridiculously expensive hotel. Why not if I can afford it? Well, it sends the wrong message. It may give the Russians the idea that you don't care about money, that you want to impress them because, in fact, you're not a person of substance. Maybe even that you're a bit desperate to find a Russian partner. Find a businessman's hotel. How do I do that? Ask a reliable travel agent, your air carrier, the Chamber of Commerce, or the foreign commercial service in your country for a recommendation. You could also check online. Prices can be seasonal, and sometimes you can find deals. Here's a tip: taxis can be hard to get these days, and traffic can be diabolical. So a hotel near a metro station could be very useful. The Moscow metro is clean, efficient, relatively safe, cheap, and reliable. That's true throughout the former USSR. I often use it myself, especially when I'm in a hurry. Great.、Uh, back to our list: tickets. Any problems there? Not usually. There are many regular flights to Moscow, St. Petersburg.